If singing like that does not recharge your batteries, you have a bad connection. Hasn't it been a wonderful day? In Psalm 118 and 24, the Bible says, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, certainly we ought to rejoice in every day, but some days are a little easier than others, aren't they? We had two wonderful hours of worship together this morning. We had a lovely meal together, and now what a wonderful audience, group of people come together this evening to worship God and to study his word. I want to ask you a question. How many of you took a nap this afternoon? Now, those of you who did not take a nap this afternoon, that's why the elders moved the service to 7.30. They knew the meal was going to be so big that you would need an extra nap today. But if you have not yet had your nap, I have a little poem to quote for you. Now I lay me down to sleep. The sermon's long, the subject's deep. If Dwight should quit before I wake, someone please give me a little shake. <laughs> We are studying about faith. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. In our discussion of faith thus far, we began by talking about how we have a relationship of faith with God. It is my God and I. And this morning during the worship hour, we talked about how Jesus Christ must be the object of our faith. And as I promised this morning, this evening, we are beginning to look at Hebrews chapter 11. The lesson tonight and the lessons through Wednesday evening will come from Hebrews chapter 11. Tomorrow evening, we will study the lesson entitled, Run with the Winners. We'll see what faith did in the lives of those people and what faith can do in our lives, what God can do in our lives through faith. On Tuesday evening, we'll study about victorious faith. We'll look at the people who are named in Hebrews chapter 11 and learn key ingredients about faith from each one of them. And then on Wednesday evening in the last lesson, we will talk about the other side of faith. You see, toward the end of the chapter, after talking about how these various people were delivered by God, it says, and then others. We'll talk about the other side of faith, those who were not delivered from death, but those who were delivered through death. And tonight, what we want to talk about are some of the components of faith that we find in Hebrews chapter 11. Let me begin by reminding us that Hebrews chapter 11 is heaven's hall of fame of faith. Those listed in heaven's hall of fame in Hebrews chapter 11 distinguished themselves by their faith. They trusted God with their lives, and through them he changed 
the world. The context of Hebrews chapter 11 is athletic. If you look in chapter 11, verse 40, I would suggest that that is not the end of the thought that he is presenting. It is actually in chapters, chapter 12 in verses 1 through 3. And the emphasis there is upon running. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Hebrews chapter 11 presents the men and women of faith as dedicated runners. They ran their race successfully. They reached the goal. They won the prize because of their faith in God. You will notice that in the chapter it says, by faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, by faith, by faith, 16 times. In Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, they obeyed. By faith, they endured. By faith, they won the victory. They were runners. They were not quitters. The Christians to whom the book of Hebrews was written needed this message. They were experiencing severe opposition and even persecution. Some of them had already been thrown into prison, chapter 13 and verse 3. And that opposition and that persecution was going to become more, more fierce. And so there would be the temptation for them to give up running the race and to turn back. As a matter of fact, look at the close of chapter 10, which leads into the great faith chapter. Chapter 10, verse 36, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. The clarion call of the book of Hebrews is, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Do we need this message today? We most certainly do. Because we face the same kind of obstacles and the same kind of distractions that they did. Tough times demand tough faith. And the more we exercise our faith muscle, the stronger that muscle becomes. The point of emphasis tonight is this. 
If we are going to run the race of faith, if we are going to run the race of faith victoriously, then we must understand what it means to live by faith. This chapter answers two fundamental questions. What is Bible faith? And how does Bible faith work? Those are the questions we'll be considering tonight as we look at the components of faith. First of all, what is Bible faith? I would suggest that it is amazing and it is distressing to see how some people define faith. Some people think that faith is just blind optimism. Some people have faith in faith instead of faith in God. There are many people who believe that faith is believing in spite of the evidence. May I suggest that nothing could be farther from the truth. To believe in spite of evidence is not faith, that is superstition. As we learned this morning, faith is only as good as its object. I want you to think about Jim Jones and the tragedy in Guyana. Or think about David Koresh and the Branch Davidian people. Folks, faith is only as good as its object. God must be the object of our faith. The Lord Jesus Christ must be the object of our faith. Now, if you have faith in your doctor, then you will benefit from what your doctor can give you. If you have faith in God, then you will benefit from what God can give you. But as we ask this question, what is Bible faith? Let's ask this question on top of it. What kind of faith did the runners in Hebrews chapter 11 have? Well, may I suggest first of all that it was a faith that acted. It was not mere mental assent, some type of intellectual faith. It was not just some type of emotional connection Faith in faith. I want you to notice that their faith involved obeying God's word. With Hebrews 11 open before you, look at some of those action words. In verse 7, Abel offered a sacrifice. That's verse 4. In verse 7, Noah prepared an ark. In verse 17, Abraham offered Isaac. In verse 27, Moses forsook Egypt. You know, I don't know a great deal about running, but I know if you go to run, you're going to have to do something. And if we're going to run the race of faith, then we have to do something. It takes movement. It takes action on our part. You can't run and stand still at the same time. 
Here's something I want you to write down. You can do it on your note page. You can do it in the margin of your Bible. But you need to write it down somewhere. From Hebrews chapter 11, let me tell you what faith is. Faith is doing what God said do in the way God said do it. That's what faith is. Faith is doing what God said do in the way God said do it. And according to the Bible, according to Hebrews chapter 11, faith is obeying God in spite of feelings, circumstances, or consequences. Now, all of the people in Hebrews chapter 11, Heaven's Hall of Fame of Faith, had to deal with their emotions. Look in verse 8 and think about Abraham, 75 years old, pulling up roots and leaving home and not knowing where he was going. Don't you think there were emotions involved? How about in verse 17 when God told Abraham to offer Isaac, his beloved son, for whom he had so long waited? Don't you know that emotions were involved? Have you ever passed through a sea? Verse 29, the Israelites did. There were emotions there. The people in Hebrews chapter 11, the people of faith, had to deal with their emotions. They also had to deal with their circumstances. Noah, verse 7, had to face the people of his world. Verse 30, Israel had to face Jericho. Gideon had to face the Midianites. And David had to face the giant, verse 32. They all had to deal with their emotions. They all had to deal with their circumstances. They also had to deal with the consequences of their decisions. Have you ever said no to a powerful leader? Moses did, verse 24. Have you ever had to confront a king? Samuel did. He's mentioned in verse 32. They recognize something we all need to know, and that is that action have consequences. But those consequences or potential consequences did not at all deter them in obeying God. They obeyed God in spite of feelings, circumstances, or consequences. They did not deny their feelings. They could not change their circumstances. They could not anticipate for sure what the consequences would be, but they trusted God. They trusted God to see them through. Folks, that's what faith does. Faith acted. Faith obeyed God. Faith trusted God. God was the object of their faith. And he must be the object of our faith. Look at verse 6 with me. We've heard it quoted many times. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is rewarder of those who diligently seek him.
We must have faith in God. Now, everyone has faith in something. It may be a job. It might be money. It might be a friend. It might be a political party. It might be in our own ability. You see, the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is not that one has faith and the other does not. The difference is that the Christian's object of faith is God. And that's what makes all of the difference to us. What is faith? Well, let's go to Hebrews 11, verse 1. We know it is the inspired definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance, hypostasis, the assurance that we will receive what has been promised. Faith is the evidence, elinkos, the conviction that God will triumph no matter what the circumstances. Faith is knowing that we will prevail because we believe God, we serve God, and God is with us. That's how they ran. That's how we must run. Faith, someone said, gives us eyes to see the invisible, feet to stand when everything around us threatens, ears to hear the will of God, and hearts dedicated to doing it. Faith, good people, involves the inner person and not just the outer circumstances. It is not a question of what is happening around us or what will people think or what will the result be. What matters is, do I have faith in God and how much faith in God do I have? If we are going to run with these winners, if we are going to be among the winners of the race of faith, we must develop this kind of faith. Faith is doing what God said do in the way God said do it. Faith is obeying God in spite of feeling circumstances or consequences. Now let's move to the second question. How does Bible faith work? We are now ready to look at four components of Bible faith. Four steps. Step number one is revelation, learning the will of God. The God that we know is the God who speaks. Go with me back to the first chapter of Hebrews, verses 1 and 2, the introduction of the book. And the writer says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. God has spoken. God has spoken through 
his son. This is the emphasis of the book of Hebrews, that God has spoken. And the question that the Hebrews writer is posing is, what are you going to do about it? Look in chapter 12 and verse 25. The writer says, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall they not escape if they turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Folks, the first component of faith is revelation. Learning the will of God. We dare not separate faith from the word of God. All the time we hear religious people saying, well, I feel, well, I think, well, I want. That's not faith. In one way or another. God has always communicated his will to his people. Back to chapter 1, verse 1, various times and in various ways. In Old Testament times, God sometimes spoke to those patriarchs directly. Sometimes he spoke through an angel. Sometimes he did it through a vision or through a dream. But here is the point. God always communicated his will to all of those people found in Hebrews chapter 11. Their faith was generated by, was founded upon the revealed word of God. And they did what God told them to do. Abel, offer a sacrifice. By faith he did. Enoch, walk with me. By faith Enoch walked with God. Noah built an ark. By faith, Noah prepared an ark. Abraham, move. He moved, left no forwarding address. Verse 8. Abraham offered Isaac. Verse 17. He was all but there taking his life when God stopped him. God revealed his will. They heard his will. They understood his will. They obeyed his will. Look in verse 27. Moses was not afraid to take on the Egyptians because God had promised safe deliverance. Look in verse 30. Joshua was not ashamed to march around Jericho for a week because God had told him that they would conquer the city. He said, I've given it to you. A perfect assertitude. It's a done deal. Now, granted, God does not speak to us in the same way that he spoke to Moses or he spoke to Joshua. As a matter of fact, you and I have something even more sure. We have the revealed written word of God. God has spoken to us in these last days through his son, Hebrews 1 and verse 2. When we learn the will of God revealed in the New Testament, the covenant under which we live, then we know what God wants us to do in our lives. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing, finish it. 
by the word of God, Romans 10, verse 17. Now, before we leave this point of revelation, let me add one more passage. It's a key passage, Ephesians 3, 3 and following. Paul explains the process. He says, I received the word of God by revelation. I wrote it down. And when you read, you can understand my knowledge of the, revel of the mystery of God. Revealed, written down, we read it, and we understand God's will for our life. The first component of faith, the first step of faith is revelation, learning the will of God. The second component of faith, the second step, is response. It's right there in Hebrews 11, doing the will of God. As we said a moment ago, faith is obeying God in spite of feelings, circumstances, or consequences. Faith is not just a feeling, though our emotions are certainly involved. Faith is more than assent to a fact that's written in a book, though our intellect is involved. Faith is doing what God said do, ask God said do it, when God said do it. Now, you look in verse 8. There's Abraham. Abraham's family and neighbors probably thought he was crazy when he pulled up roots at 75 years old and headed off and left no forwarding address because he didn't know where he was going. But he is an example of what faith is. True faith demands a total response on our part. The mind is involved, learning and knowing the will of God. The emotions are involved, desiring to do the will of God. The life is involved, responding and obeying the will of God. First step, revelation, learning the will of God. Second component of faith is response, doing the will of God. The third component of faith is relationship, a walk with God. The winners that we read about in Hebrews chapter 11 certainly maintained a relationship with God. They were not oncers, and they were not Quitters. As a matter of fact, as we study the stories of their life in the Old Testament, we learn that their relationship with God deepened with each step and with each day. You know, in contrast, it's very sad today that people ignore God day after day only to turn to Him in time of crisis. They look at God as their insurance policy. Something happens to them or something is about to happen to them and suddenly they want God to give them the faith to fight the war or to solve the problem. 
They want what they want. They want it when they want it. And then they want God to leave them alone again. Once on Sunday, a dollar a week. And when they don't get what they want, they get mad at God. And they tell everybody that faith doesn't work. They don't know what faith is. Faith is a daily walk with God. If we applied the same approach to other areas of life, we would fail just as miserably. Let's suppose that we have a person who has the ability to be a world-class athlete, but they never get with their coach and they're never on the practice field. Do you think they're going to make the Olympics? No. Let's suppose we have a person who is very talented musically, but as a musician, they never practice. Do you think they're going to be invited to Carnegie Hall? No, that's not going to happen. Well, Hebrews 11 spells out the same thing about our faith. Now, I want you to look with me at verses 5 and 6 as I make this point. To begin with, the purpose of faith is to please God. That's, that's significant. The purpose of faith is to please God. Verse 5 says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then verse 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Folks, everything in a life of faith is the byproduct of pleasing God. We worship to please God. We serve to please God. We live to please God. We teach to please God. If that isn't the case, if that isn't the case, then faith simply becomes a tool by which we are trying to use God for our own selfish ends. We need to be like Enoch in verse 5. He pleased God. Why? He walked with God, Genesis 5, verse 24. As we saw this morning, that word walked in Genesis 5, 24, 22 and 24 is from the Hebrew word halak, which means to be a traveling companion. He walked with God seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's what we must do. The components of faith, first, revelation, learning the will of God. Second, response, doing the will of God. Third, relationship, a walk with God. Now the fourth component of faith, reward, the witness of God. The Bible says, and we surely believe what it says in Hebrews eleven six. That God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
Folks, God keeps his promises. That's throughout Hebrews 11. God fulfills his purposes. That's throughout Hebrews 11. Faith, verse 1, is the assurance, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the conviction of things not seen. Now, I probably need to explain this idea of the witness of God. The word witness is a key word in Hebrews chapter 11. As a matter of fact, it appears five times. Look in verse 2. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. In verse 4, concerning Abel's offering, God testifying of his gifts. In verse 5, concerning Enoch, he had this testimony that he pleased God. In uh, verse 39, all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. In each of those verses, the word testimony is from the Greek word martyreo, which means to be a witness. God was a witness to their faith by rewarding them in their life of faith. What's the point? When these people ran the race of faith, they knew that they were going to be victorious and they were going to be rewarded. Translate that to us. When we live by faith, we know that we are going to be victorious. We know that we are going to be rewarded. Matthew 25, 21, in the midst of the parable of the talents, the master said to the five-talent servant, then later to the two-talent servant, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been Faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. All four of these components of faith are laid out in Hebrews chapter 11 in the lives of these people. This is the life of faith. All four of these things are essential to live a life of faith. Revelation. We must have the revealed will of God to guide our path, to show us how to please him and how to receive his promises. Response. Our understanding is to understand, our response is to understand his will, delight in his will, obey his will, live his will. Relationship. We must have a day-by-day walk with God, a growing relationship with him. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, John said, By this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And then reward. The life of faith brings satisfaction, confidence, assurance, hope, and heaven. Hebrews 12, verse 1. 
the runners are called, so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, that does not mean that they're watching us today like spectators sitting in a stadium. What that means is that they are bearing witness to us today, testifying to the worth and the effect of faith. And so tonight, this question, are you living by faith? How have you responded to his will? Have you delighted in his will? Are you obeying his will? Are you walking with him day by day? Folks, without faith, it is impossible to please God. We must diligently seek him. Acts 9 and Hebrews 11 and verse 6. I want to close with the statement in Acts chapter 9 and verse 6, the question actually. Saul, the persecutor of the church, has encountered the Lord on the Damascus Road. And his question is, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know what that was? That was faith talking. That was faith talking. And that word is characteristic of Paul's life, the rest of his life. And he would say in 2 Timothy 4, I have fought a good fight, I have finished the course, and I have kept the faith. There's a crown of righteousness awaiting me, and not to me only, but unto all them that love him at his appearing, 2 Timothy 4, 4 to 6. 6 to 8. Lord, what do you want me to do? If I told you tonight that the Lord wants you to believe that he is the Son of God, John 8, 24, that he wants you to repent of your sins, to turn from sin to God, Luke 13, 3, that he wants you to believe and to be baptized, to be saved, Mark 16, 16, would you do it? Faith will respond to the will of God. Are you walking with him every day? Do you have a faith relationship with God and with the Son of God? If you don't, get on that path tonight. Won't you come?